Welcome to Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers, a podcast about intuition. Do you know what that is? Intuition to me is that inner sense for knowing that something is true, and yet I have no proof. But there's so many definitions, and there's so many ways it can come. I'm looking to bring together and share with you some amazing guests who have some amazing life stories and also some insights into how intuition can come. And I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. So I'm super excited today because I'm connecting with a local person to me. Not all my podcast guests are local, so it's been fun to connect with somebody locally that I discovered in social media. This lady has a passion that I'm very, very near and dear to my heart, and so I'm super excited that we're talking today. So thank you so much, Isabel, for joining me. Can you please tell the world a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Heather. I'm born and raised here in Moncton, New Brunswick, and so my passion is really to to help people live happier and healthier lives in whatever way that looks to them. But most specifically uh, to me, it's through pet therapy, because growing up myself, my dog was really like my therapeutic partner, and the connection between dogs and humans, I find is quite special yes so i do have uh, two therapy dogs that i certified in the past few years and uh, i also have two more companion dogs at home and with them i offer like pet therapy visits and uh, i also train dogs as well because i feel the need to to help others also with their dogs often it's mostly like a, a a communication barrier that goes on between owners and and dogs so i'd like to be a, to be of aid when i first heard you interviewed with another podcast guest pam stillwell I was like, oh my gosh, this is freaking awesome because I, I'm like you, I've loved animals since I was a little kid. I needed a dog when I was like really young, finally got a dog and that dog was my best friend till the dog passed away. And yet it's interesting to me how some people are so drawn to the animal world and some people are not. Like when you were young, mm-hmm. you did did you already have a dog? Like was there already a dog when you were born or how did that go? No. So we adopted my dog. Uh, his name was Toby when I was five years old. Okay. We adopted him from people we knew that were re- rehoming the dog. I always wanted a dog and everything like my bedroom, everything in my bedroom was dogs, books about dogs, stickers, <laughs> dogs, clothes with dogs on it. Like everything was dogs. And so when we first got my dog, yeah, it was five years old and he lived till I was, I turned 19. So he was like 17, 18 years old when he passed. Yeah. And he, he got to meet my son. Yeah. So it was pretty wow. cool. <laughs> yeah. That's old for a dog. What kind of dog was that? I know. He was a mixed breed. He looked like a, a black golden retriever, a little bit smaller, like a 
kind of border collie size. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So have you always worked with dogs or did you have a previous life to the dog training world? Uh, no. Well, I was always around dogs, but I never really like worked with them as a dog trainer until the last couple of years. So I, I worked in the pharmacy field for about 13 years. And at the end of my journey in pharmacy, I just felt like I wasn't fulfilling my passions and I needed to get kick myself in the butt and get doing something that really like set my soul on fire kind of thing so I kind of just sat there one day and thought about what my passions were and it was dogs and and helping kids and people so I uh, I changed careers I became a child and youth care worker and I trained two therapy dogs I, like I I adopted two new dogs and I, I got them certified as therapy dogs so that's been like my last few years um that's been my my new journey, which once I, I stepped into that journey, everything like unfolded as like how it's meant to be. I don't know how to explain it, but so many things when you're like you get the momentum once you're on like the right path, it's like life gifts you more opportunities or more friendships, more animals, more things that uh yeah, I don't know how to explain I, that any better. <laughs> I like how you put that. Once you're on the right path, the life gifts you things. And it's, mm-hmm. it's some people would describe that as serendipity. Some people yes, would yeah. describe that as, you know, like even the law of attraction. Like, did you actually attract those things to you? But there's yeah. there, you have to be willing to receive and you have to be willing to be open to make mm-hmm. that big change to get those gifts, right? So yeah. what was what was that process like for you? Like when you sat down and figured out your passions, like did you turn the tap off on the pharmacy world and just turn the tap on into your passions? Or? Pretty, pretty much, really? yeah. It was fall 2019 and I really felt like this push, like this urgency like okay okay it's time to change it's time to change like almost like it was from another being another force or whatever uh, term you like to use whether it's god source one creator i really felt like i needed to to switch and it i needed to hurry and so as soon as i applied back in school uh, as a child and youth care worker i had just got in at the perfect time before like the whole uh, pandemic thing started and I adopted like I I found my Newfoundland and he was coming right when school was starting I was training him while I was in school and wow everything just happened so like the timing was unreal It's, it's was like just thinking about it now and it still blows my mind today I went to school for one week and then it turned to online school and stayed home I I I was able I was so grateful I was able to be home with my two kids uh, being a single parent through all this and I just I I knew I had to trust source trust uh, life trust the universe through the process it'll take care of me and that's pretty much what happened as I 
went along my journey and I got a second dog the following year or no, not even the following year, a little less than a year after I got my Newfoundland. I, uh, Ralph, I got my St. Bernard, uh, her name is Hachi, and then I trained her as well. And then uh, I found my partner as well. And then we even had a baby just a couple months ago. So it was just really mind-blowing how I wouldn't have seen this happen two years, like two years prior to changing my, my journey. So my if somebody path. said in 2018, yeah. guess what's happening in the next five years? You would have been like, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> changing changing careers, having dogs, yeah, and another baby and all of that. No, I didn't, I couldn't see that happen, like, that soon. <laughs> But yeah. here it is. So all of this started during this wonderful timing in the world mm-hmm. when we cocooned as mm-hmm. a society. And so is doing all these things during this cocooning phase, has mm-hmm. that been a benefit or has that been something that you found hard? Well, a little bit of both, really. It's not always easy. You know, there there has been challenges uh, going through all of these changes. Um, but yeah, I really, I mainly feel like it, it was a good timing and, you know, it, it worked out for me. Cool. So yeah. let's get into a little bit of explanation about your therapy dogs, because there's lots of possible perceptions about what therapy dogs are. Can you explain kind of your niche with the therapy dogs and how you guys, how you go to work? Yeah. So the therapy dogs are different than service dogs. So therapy dogs are to, uh, to, to help people in general, not just one owner, um, So it's to help people, like, relax, it eases their stresses and anxiety, it brings them happiness and joy, like a companionship. Yeah, so you can do activities, for example, you can read books with kids, go out for walks with with kids, or or help the kids participate brushing them, and we can also uh, go visit senior homes or daycares or schools, wherever... uh, permits uh, having a therapy dog visit and uh, just the difference between service dog because a service dog is really meant to to help the owner they're with or the the person they're with like whether it's for uh, a seeing uh, for sight like the mira dogs or if it's a dog for diabetes detection or Mm -hmm. post-traumatic triggers or depending on uh, person's needs so the service dogs are really like not to pet they're working like specifically for that person Uh, but the therapy dogs are it's different that way you can pet them and and spend time with them right okay yeah so what was the what was the draw what was the story to go the therapy dog route how did that come because it's one thing to love dogs like I, I love the trajectory that you're on because, I mean, how cool. <laughs> how cool. I kind of like to do that with horses. <laughs> we'll see. Yes. But at the same time, like, what was the project, the trajectory for making 
that leap into the therapy dog world versus just owning dogs and enjoying them or just keeping into the training world? What was mm. the, what was, how did that go? Well, I say really it's from, it's from my experience with dog and people around me, um, just experiences and seeing the need for mental health support for people of all ages, from children to, to seniors really, and see like, the benefits of what animals can bring to people and how it can bring them joy and calmness and peace. And I used to work at the hospital too. And there's one morning I, I, I walked in to work and I saw a lady there in the entrance with, she had two dogs. She had a, a big Newfoundland and then on, on the other side was a, a puppy Newfoundland. Just that moment, I was so excited, and I was like, oh, my God, I want to do that one day. Oh. And uh, so that really stuck to me, and the, the the memory came back, you know, as I was thinking about, like, what do I really want to do, and how can I be happy, like, you know, with with what I'm doing. And I'm really, like, a, a multi-passionate person. Like, I, I have passions, like, for helping people, for helping animals, not just dogs, like I work on a farm as well at Amazing Adventures and I don't just want to train dogs, you know, I can I can do the therapy visits too. Yeah, I just really see how it can help and it we all need extra support in other ways. So it's not just a one book uh or go for therapy or you know, there's not one solution for all and for me like growing up my dog really helped me uh through my experiences with anxiety and night cares and all that stuff yeah he made me really feel safe when i never like i never really felt safe i was scared they are powerful healers totally and yeah. such empaths and mirrors and so many ways they can bring yeah. us lessons and yeah the journey wasn't made for me it was really like a new path I was creating because I was kind of looking into how can I certify my own dogs as therapy dogs but use them for my work for the work I'll be doing mm. and so I really had to research and and look through and and given the timing there was companies that weren't offering the program right. and luckily I through a friend of mine he referred me to his friend out in Ontario, Jeff, and he's the owner of Fireteam Canines, uh, which is um, a nonprofit organization that focuses on pairing uh, service dogs with uh, uh, veterans, first responders, uh, and or their family members. It was really meant to happen, and and with them helped me guide me along the way to train my dogs as therapy dogs and uh, I had so much fun and training them and I learned so much uh, through the journey yeah I was approached to to maybe become an instructor through them I, I was really feeling like that was a good idea so yeah. I, I decided to become an instructor with them it's another thing that I can keep myself busy with for sure mm -hmm. so in terms of that aspect of things, I'm sure there's a place that people can find out what is the baseline for a therapy dog information. Yeah. That, well, people can find yeah. in your bio, right? So good. 
Now I'm going to shift gears a little bit and ask, how does intuition come to you? How have all these like major changes, if they were intuitively led, how does it work? Mostly I'd say it's like just a sense of knowing, just knowing without like hesitation, without doubt, without explanation. It's just knowing. You're like, oh, I just know I have to do this right now. Oh, I just know I have to talk to this person. Or even when I was a student, my course required me volunteer hours. And I was trying to think where I could do my volunteer hours, that I would gain experience with animals and with kids. And there wasn't much around here. And, and then I, I seen Amazing Adventures with the llama walks. And I had gone for a walk with a llama and my partner at the time. And I had the most amazing time. And I just knew it there. I'm doing my volunteer here. I, I want to be a part of this. Like, this is amazing. Just like the vision and the mission. I got in contact with uh, Josie, the owner, and then I I started volunteering there. And I learned so much about, about like, farm animals, horses, llamas, alpacas, goats. So that was really uh, just a knowing that I, I needed to to be there. Right. Yeah. Very cool. And I guess sometimes it, sometimes it also comes in dreams mm-hmm. or uh, like signs. Like sometimes I see series of numbers or feathers or butterflies or I, I ask for signs and I, I receive signs. That's been talked about here and there on the podcast, but people maybe don't realize how simplistic those instructions are and how powerful they are. So, like, what is the circumstance that makes you ask for a sign? I'd say if I'm not 100% sure about something, you know, really it's when I'm in my head too much kind of thing, right? Mm. Because when we're not in our like ego space and we're really like in our heart space or our soul, you know, um, we get to doubt things, right. Or doubt or question really mm-hmm. situations. Yeah. For example, like when everything started with being isolated and locked down and stuff like that, I had gone out for a walk with my daughter and it was in the winter and I found a parrot feather out for a walk in the slush, a blue and gold parrot feather. <laughs> it must wow. have flew, uh, like I live like 10 minutes away from the zoo. It must have made its way there like through storms or I have no idea. But I found it. I saved it. I took pictures of it. I, I washed it. I Oh, my goodness. Like for me, that was like. I'm on the right path. It's just like everything's mm-hmm. going to be okay. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's other things, you know, going on that we don't know of. We don't need to know everything kind of. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing. That's like, talk more about that because that's the thing with intuition, especially when mm-hmm. we say that their intuition's annoying. Yeah. The understanding that, happens in my world with my knowings is that I know a piece of the puzzle. I do not know the whole puzzle. I might see a possibility of the big picture, but that big picture doesn't necessarily manifest. But how does that piece work for you? Yeah, well, really, like when I started this journey, I was really focused on on the end goal or the big picture 
really. Like, I'm going to have my two dogs. I'm going to have, like, offer pet therapy and blah, blah, blah. But it's like if I, I was trying to imagine it and I couldn't really see it or there was, like, missing pieces to it or whatever it was, it, I just felt like, oh, what what's it going to be? Like, how do I plan it? How do I, where do I go? Where do I start? What, what blah, blah, blah. I just too many questions about it and then after a while I just had this feeling like okay like you're going against trusting the universe trusting the flow of things as long as you do your work and you try to be better and better every day and you listen to yourself when you need a break you need a break or or you know you follow your intuition or do acts of kindness then it'll all take care of itself, kind of. And so once I really let go of the, oh my goodness, what what am I supposed to do? How it's supposed to look or blah, blah, blah. When I got rid of that and just trusted things, then as I'm going along the journey and my experiences, I realized, oh, no wonder I didn't know because I needed to go this way first. And, oh, I need to go this way because I needed to meet this person. And that person made me meet this person. And just like, it's really like a puzzle. Mm. Right? Like, there's so many pieces to it. And it's not complete until you find all the pieces and put them together. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm really glad that you shared what you shared just there because it's sometimes people will get frustrated with the detours and it's so true that there really is no detours (laughs) yeah and there are also blessings along the way like everything is so like yeah yeah and if we but if you stay stuck on that fixed outcome you may be missing the quote-unquote detour, which means that you don't have all the puzzle pieces that you didn't even know you needed. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And you only realize that once you're, like, finding those pieces. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes your plans do change too, right? Like, Yeah. And there's yeah. no wrong, and and maybe the fixed destination that you had wasn't complete or wasn't really. It was just an inspiration. It is not necessarily yeah. the outcome, right? Yeah, mm. that too. Mm. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me today, Isabel. This has been fantastic because I think that we've dived into a couple of areas that people haven't really dived into before and there are key pieces that need to be understood or at least this perception needs a little bit of space for people to understand it maybe and see whether it resonates with them so yeah yeah cool thank you again well thank you so much I really appreciate your time and and the invite for for speaking at the podcast yeah well hey Dogs are another passion. So I was like, oh, my gosh, there's somebody local like 10 minutes away from me that's doing Yay. this. That's so awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's Great. so needed in the world. Animals are yeah. their messengers, their wisdom, their mm-hmm. truth keepers. They're so many different things. And 
people yeah. can just open up their hearts to see them as the beings they are. I will be so excited. So thank you for adding to that for me. You're thank welcome. you. Thank you so much. Yay. <laughs> Thanks. Cool. Well, wonderful as well. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community.